Have you experienced what some are now calling pandemic time? That sense of during the last two and a half years not being able to accurately assess time span? (laughs) The pandemic years can simultaneously feel much longer than two and a half years and much shorter. And it's sometimes difficult to assess whether something happened last month or last year. So much has happened during these years. So much has changed in our individual lives and in society as a whole. The pace of change has been breathtaking at times. The release of the virus ushered in a vast amounts of loss across the globe. Most obviously, the massive loss of life. Perhaps less apparent is the many other losses that each of us have experienced during the pandemic. Focused on getting through the pandemic, little time has been set aside to grieve those many losses. Or have we had the opportunity to acknowledge how our individual lives and the world community has been affected? There's not been space made to simply allow ourselves to grieve all that has been lost. Many years ago, there came a time when we had to quit trying to conceive. It was difficult, heartbreaking, and painful decision that was absolutely necessary. We had run out of resources, the financial, physical, emotional, and spiritual resources to continue trying. Immediately after that decision, I began trying to recover. I was in so much pain over the loss of my dream of motherhood, I just wanted the pain to stop. So I tried every ritual I could find. Like burning all my journals, symbolically burying my baby, anything to make the pain stop. What I didn't do was just allow myself to grieve that loss. What I didn't understand at the time was that I wasn't going to just get over it, no matter how many rituals I tried. They weren't going to make the loss be okay. In her book, It's Okay That You're Not Okay, Meeting Grief and Loss in a Culture That Doesn't Understand, Megan Devine focuses on grief in the early days after the death of a loved one, a time she points out few books really address. There are lots of books that address grief, but few address it in um, grief in the early days after a loss. In her book, she seeks to normalize the uniqueness of early grief. Divine writes that we don't get through pain or get rid of pain. The loss is permanent. The pain of the loss will always be. Through honoring, tending, supporting our pain, we reduce our suffering. And it's the suffering that can be adjusted. 
pain simply needs to be supported. Divine points out, acknowledgement is one of the few things that actually helps. What you're living can't be fixed. It can't be made better. There are no solutions. That means our course of action inside of grief is simple, helping you to gauge what's normal and helping you find ways to support your devastated heart. While her book focuses on loss through death, it is also applicable to other losses. Loss is a common human experience. We all have or will experience it at some point in our lives. Death is what comes immediately to mind when speaking of grief. However, loss comes in many forms and shapes. Loss of health, ability, employment, friendship, pets, housing, dreams, relationships, freedom, and so many more. Each loss is life-altering. Our lives are changed because of the loss, and quite naturally, we grieve those losses. The experience of loss and the process of grief is unique to every single person. There isn't a right way to do grief. How you grieve will differ for every person and will differ for every loss in your own life. These pandemic years have been overfull with loss. And much of that loss is unacknowledged. We might think that our loss is not as bad as someone else's or that our loss is too small in comparison to other things, or that we don't have a right to grieve. Over these pandemic years, we've been holding on, gripping the handlebars tightly, so to speak, just waiting for it to get over with so that we can get back to normal. How many times have you heard that we need to get back to normal? that the major part of the crisis is over, and so we need to return to our normal lives, that we need to get on with things. That is an understandable response to a situation that is not understandable. In writing about the loss of a loved one, Divine writes that there is no recovery from death. The life you lost cannot be regained. There's no such thing as moving on. You cannot return to normal or how you used to be. The loss forever changes you. Similarly, we cannot return to what we used to be before the pandemic. It's simply not possible, nor is it even really desirable. We each have been permanently changed as individuals through our personal losses and as society through our communal losses. We are different. The world is different. The pain that we have experienced during these years will stay with us. 
that we can reduce the suffering we experience individually and as communities. I didn't understand at the time how important acknowledging my loss of motherhood, my grief was to the healing process. I tried to push through to just move on. I felt shame for wanting to be a mother and shame for not being a mother. For the financial expenses I placed my family in, for the stress on my body through surgeries and medicines, for the emotional damage to myself and my marriage. And so I kept most of it to myself, not sharing the story with others. Very few people had any idea what we were going through, and few knew the extent of my pain. As Divine points out, though, unacknowledged pain does not go away. Unacknowledged pain does not go away. I bet there are some of you who, like me, are looking for a way around that statement. Unacknowledged pain does not go away. It was only after I allowed myself to hold my own broken heart to acknowledge the deep loss that I allowed myself to grieve and began sharing my experience with others that my suffering changed. It is still a painful loss, but my suffering has changed. Once I let my pain simply exist, I shared with other people, I told my own story. Acknowledging my loss, I began to heal. Divine urges letting pain take up space. Allow it room to unfold. Pay attention. Feel it. See it. There is nothing you need to do about the pain. Just tend it. In a recent conversation with colleagues, we read a poem urging one to mourn well. To which I asked, and how exactly do you mourn well? And how do I know when I'm done? A response, you'll know you're done when you're dead. Well, <laughs> reflecting on that simple statement, I heard the truth in it. Mourning, grief, sorrow isn't something that we get through and can check off our to-do list like I wanted to do. Kubler-Ross and Kessel write in their book on grief and grieving, the reality is that you will grieve forever. You will not get over the loss of a loved one you will learn to live with it. You will heal and you will rebuild yourself around the loss you have suffered. You will be whole again, but you will never be the same, nor should you be the same, nor would you want to. This may sound somewhat disheartening that we will grieve forever. And yet I think of things like 9-11 for those of you who were alive then, I'm sure you remember as I do exactly where you were when the first tower fell. 
I remember the extreme fear I felt, the feelings of disorientation, of deep sadness, of helplessness, and so much more. So many complex emotions all swirling at the same time. Over time, we shared our stories about where we were, about what happened. We had community expressions of grief. And lives lost were acknowledged by name. Every person had a different experience of that traumatic event and their own unique experience of grief. My wish for you is that you do not feel the same suffering in your grief that you did during those first few days. My wish for you is that, as mine has, your grief has changed. Margaret Arms, in her article, When Our Hearts Are Breaking, Thoughts on Suffering and Sorrow, offers a helpful framework for thinking about the movement of suffering. Arms writes, Sorrow is a move from individual suffering to the commonality of sorrow. Deeper than sadness, deeper than anger, deeper even than anguish. It is like a river that contains all sadness and grief as a result of suffering. However, unlike suffering, which can stagnate and freeze, sorrow, like a river, moves. Arms suggests that it is in that place of sorrow that we discover that we can hold the experience of loss and yet still see a way forward. I find this framework of suffering and sorrow helpful. It is that place where I'm able to reflect on the death of my father-in-law, on the loss of my dream of motherhood, and the losses associated with 9-11, and know how profoundly they affected my life and still remain open to the world. In Process Relational Philosophy, Robert Russell writes, the future does not exist. There isn't even a future out there waiting to happen. Decisions must be made. The future must be created. The creatures of the present must decide between many possibilities for what may happen, and their collective decisions bring the new moment into being. We don't know when the pandemic will actually really be over. And we don't know what happens next. We don't have the power to stop loss from happening in our lives. The only thing we do have control over is how we respond, not just to loss, but to life. How will we respond? Divine offers these questions for those grieving the death of a loved one. <clears throat> given that what I've lost cannot be restored, given that what, has, what was taken cannot be returned, what would healing look like? What would living this grief well look like? How will I care for myself? What kind of person do I want to be for myself and for others? 
What's the quality of heart and mind you want to cultivate? I invite you to consider those questions in light of the losses we've all experienced during the pandemic. What would healing really look like for you? How can you support yourself in your grief? Where can you find support for your grief? What kind of person do you want to be in your grief? Divine states that recovery is living with this experience with as much skill, self-kindness, and peace of being as you can. Yes. May you allow yourself to grieve, to fully acknowledge all that you have lost, all that has been lost. May you have compassion for your grief. May you hold yourself tenderly. May you show kindness to yourself and to others. May you be peaceful and at ease. Amen. Thank you.